Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Up next on Celeb Savant, I'll be speaking to Philip Lozzi. He is a vibrant and extremely gifted Johannesburg-based Afro-jazz soul singer hailing from a small village near Riches Bay, KwaZulu-Natal. I spoke to him live in studio with his manager, Kutsai Mururewa. Up next on Slevesavant, we've got Phila Dlozi and Kutsai Mururewa. Phila, Kutsai, thank you for being here today. And Phila, tell us, how are you doing? What's happening in your life? And where do we find you today? Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Phila Dlozi. And right here, I have my manager, Kutsai Mururewa. Yeah, my day has been good. Woke up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> Would you give me some of that, please? Because I didn't <laughs> somehow today. <laughs> You know, and every day it's, a, it's another day where the struggle continues. Let's take it all the way back to beginnings. Tell, tell us, the listeners, your journey. How did we, where did you start? Where, first of all, how did you embrace music and where did you start me, playing music? I think I was at the age of uh, uh, 14, 15, somewhere there. And I was still in, uh, in, in, in primary I think I was doing like grade seven. Um, that's when my musical journey started. Um, we started doing um, cultural activities inside the school, you know, and me, I was very in love with music, you know, but back then it wasn't as professional as, as now, mm -hmm. you know. So I started doing those activities at school and then I went to high school you know, that's when I started opening um, a small choir. We were not allowed to to have cultural activities at the school that I was I wow. was in. Okay. You know, but I broke the law. <laughs> I opened a small um, um, choir, and we were practicing during break times in the school hall. So when you say you started a school choir, were you the choir conductor? Were you the choir manager? And did you sing songs by the artists, or was it original songs? I was a, 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 a music creator and a, a choir conductor. I was also a lead singer, you know. And we were we were sing we were mostly singing um, music that is already there, people's music. Okay. But we would flip it, yeah, and into what we want. Cool, you know. But we did that, and eventually some of the kids were discouraged because we always practicing, but we do not go and perform or mm. compete with other schools, you know until I was in grade 10 and I went for an audition in town, one of the Gosberg groups in South Africa, the biggest in South Africa, in Africa actually, was looking for male tenors. So I went and auditioned, luckily they took me and I moved to Durban and to, 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 to town in Durban mm -hmm. and got a new school. I went to Umlazi Secondary School. I was with the group, I think, for a year until things didn't work out the way I wanted them, okay. you know. And eventually, after a year with them, I decided to leave the group and I went to to the township because I was staying in town in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. Everything was just nice and fancy. And then I moved to the township. I got myself a small shack. I was renting like 500 rand a month. Mm -hmm. And... I met these young boys in school, 
they were doing music in in Deben, more specifically Umlazi. Gospel a cappella is a culture. You can't find gospel a cappella except in Umlazi. Okay. You know. So I went there. I met these boys in school. They came to me, and then we started talking. They told me they also sing, and all that. Then this other time, I see them. They practicing in a in a in a school hall. I went there. I listened, I listened, and I fell in love with this thing. And then I told them, you know, what? to me, I've got experience, music conducting and music creating. I want, I want us to open a group. I want to open a group, mm-hmm. you know, because they were just doing it at school, you know, for fun. Then we opened the group, and the group was called um, Brothers Musical Group, and we were doing music a cappella, gospel a cappella. And how many of you were in the group? Uh, we were like fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So each 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 uh, each part had two two or three um um singers. Tenor had two or three mm-hmm. singers, yeah. soprano had two or three, bass two, three, you know, like that. So we ended up like a huge group. And how were the dynamics with you guys in the group? I mean, fourteen guys. Did everyone get on or were sometimes people clashes? You know, we've as people, we've got our own differences. You know, yeah. we raised differently. We come from different um, um, households, you know, and backgrounds. But mind you, those were young boys, like teenagers. Yeah, you know how hard to it is to control teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they just a headache. But somehow, I was able to to to. They were able to listen to me whenever I I I I I talk to them. They were able to listen to me. It's hard sometimes to listen to someone of of your of your age yeah you know more especially teenagers you can't just take your time and say you're gonna listen and respect other teenager the nature of teenagers is just (laughs) completely different but they were able to listen to me when i tell them with you guys we are not supposed to do this so i'm not expecting to be talking about this anytime so this should be the last time I address this issue and they would listen I teach them a song it doesn't take long you know and they catch the song and they just like to vibe you know start singing the song you know but unfortunately as time goes I figured that we didn't have the same visions some of the boys were in the group because they wanted to be on stage they wanted to be superstars Mm -hmm. of which the vision of the group wasn't being popular and all that you know what was the vision of the group the vision was it was to preach man okay you know the vision was to preach because in townships there's nothing that makes sense in a young boy's mind than women alcohol drugs weed and all that for you to be cool in the township and you're still in school it's either you should be doing weed cigarette or you have a lot of girls mm-hmm. or you're drinking alcohol or you just there's something called uh, 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 you know that culture about if you're not part of gangs you know you're not cool of which that thing doesn't take anyone it doesn't make any person better you know it destroys human beings mm-hmm. it destroys the future of young kids so i was trying to change that perspective you know give kids like a better thing to live for yeah you know an alternative to all the negatives you know just a positive life man you know 
because the township is very rough. That was the vision. We do the right thing. We protect the young kids. We protect the young boys. If you want to change the nation, you need to change the young boy. Mm -hmm. So that was the the, the 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 vision for the group. How yeah. long did the group go last? How did um, it lasted for about well, fortunately, they're still carrying on. They're oh, still okay. singing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're so still singing. So, did you leave them? Or? Yes, I oh, did I leave them. I did leave them because me, I was very ambitious. I think I was too ambitious, mm -hmm. and they were too young. Okay. To handle my ambitions, yes. you know, so I had to leave them. Yes. Then I started as I was in school. I used to to bank school and 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 go sing in town, bask in town. Okay. So from my house, I will take a train to town. And this is still in Durban. In, in Durban, yes. Okay. So I will take a train to town from my mm -hmm. house. And as the train leaves the the, the the terminal, then the people in the coach, they're just sitting and relaxing. So I'll start singing to them. In the train? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. As the train is moving. So I'll start singing to them. And some of them will give me money, coins, you know. And then I met these two young 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 guys. Um, they are poets. They were also doing the street hustling, you know, the train hustling. And we came together. We created one thing. So I would sing and they would recite their poems on the train. Okay. Then people will tip us with two rands, five rands, you know. Wait, so you would sing your whole song and then then and then them do a poem, or you would sing a line and then they would speak a line. I would sing. Yes. And in the middle of the song, I hum. Oh. Okay. You know, I hum, and they recite on top of my. Oh humming, wow! Okay. That's cool. You know. So it was a pretty nice experience, you know, and challenging sometimes. But we, most of the time, we managed to pull it off, you know. And how long did you do that for? We did, I did that for for a year or two. Yeah, I think a year and a couple yeah. of months. Until, until I decided, until um, 2018, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, I was writing exams. Yes. I'm glad you passed because you were banking so much school. <laughs> Singing in the trains. Yeah, that's good news. I, so, I, 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 as I was writing exams, I wrote all the papers. But my last paper, I didn't write it. Okay. Because I just felt like, yo, I'm in a, I'm in a foreign place. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't belong where I am. Okay. You know, I started feeling like that about school, you know, because the teacher would give me an answer to solve then I will question the answer. I will know the answer is something else. But the way they want it on the paper, it's not what I think. Yeah. It's very sad that the schooling system is so yeah. structured in that, like, just in like a box, you know. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't create, you know, a great leader creates more leaders. Unfortunately, our educational system is not creating any leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only creating slaves. Sheep, big sheep, big, you know. Yeah. So, I started to question some of the answers, and then I was like, I'm leaving this thing. I went to town because I wasn't, I dropped out of school, mm -hmm. and my teachers told my, my, my sister that um, I dropped out of school, I'm no longer coming at school. Then they came to, to take me home. 
I went home with them. I was like, fine, okay. I went home with them. Um, home is? KZN. Okay. Yeah, in Richards Bay. I was in Devon, so yeah. they took me to Richards Bay at home. So when I get there, everything is just fine. They asked me, why did you quit school? I told them, uh, just, I don't feel like school anymore. I don't feel like school was created for me. You know, I don't feel like it meets the requirements that I need to achieve my dreams. You know, I like that. <laughs> so okay. they were like, okay, cool. Then you'll stay here and you work at the field, you know, just help here. I was like, okay, cool. And there was a wedding in November. My sister was getting married. The ceremony happened and then it finished. Three days after the wedding, I told everyone, okay, me, I'm going back to Devon. And they were like, who are you going to in Devon? Why are you going to stay in Devon? I was like, okay, I, I don't know, but I'm going to Devon. I Just went to trust you got sometimes. Yeah. I went to Devon with the little money that I had. I managed to go back to that shack again. Uh, for three months I stayed there for three months and in that space of three months I was basking still in the trains then sometimes the trains will, will, will not work for weeks you know so we would have to go outside maybe outside the malls and all that so I did that once upon a time there's this old man who's selling veggies and fruits outside the train station because there's, the trains are, are, are not working, I went to him and asked for the job because I'm no longer getting the allowance from home and I need to pay rent. Mm -hmm. I asked for the job from him and then he offered me a job. I was cleaning fruits. And this other time, he just brought the jambe drum, just left it in front of the fruits for me to see it. you know. And I saw it and I asked him, whose drum is this? And I was like, I don't know. Did he know you sang? Yes, he did know. Oh, so he was, yeah. he was being a little sly guy yeah. over there in the corner. <laughs> you know, so I took the drum and I played a couple of uh, beats and it made sense. Like I fell in love with this thing Rhythm. and I started singing on top of the rhythm. And, and it came easy to you? Very easily, you know. And people started pouring money in front of my feet. And I was like, I was surprised. And I looked at this old man and I was like, you know what to do. Now you know what to do. You know where to go. So I'm not expecting you to. I'm not expecting to find you here tomorrow. Wow. You should be somewhere else. So I took the drama, started playing around parks, around theaters, malls. You know, the beach, and the casino. And then this other time, I was busking at the Gateway Mall uh, in Umtlanga. And then I met this young man. Um, he was a, he was working at a call center that time. Uh, in Umtlanga. Then I met him, we spoke, took videos and was like, man, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, but I feel like Deben is not the right environment for people, for talented people like you. You shouldn't be here. You should be in Johannesburg because that's where the industry is. And then I said to him, you know what, man, I don't know you, but I just have this thing inside me that says... I should trust you. And the money I made that very day, we took that money, we bought tickets, bus tickets, and then we traveled at night. We came to Johannesburg. Mind you, he has been to Johannesburg before. He stayed in Johannesburg before. Mm -hmm. So he was staying in Maboneng. So he took me to Maboneng. 
uh, we met these other guys that were selling um, on the street. And first week, we slept on the street. Second week, we went to his brother's house. We stayed there for a week. And then after that, he went back to jo to, to Devon. And I had to go back to the street. So was he going to stay here? and or, did, or was the intention always for him only to stay the two weeks? The intention was to bring me here okay. and introduce me to the people okay. that I would be living with, okay, you know, from day to day. And I lived with those people for a week and then I had to find my way, mm -hmm. you know. And then I was homeless since that day. Oh. And life was not easy. It was not nice, but I could manage every day. I could make money every day. The money was enough for me to go book a place for one night, book a cheapest place or a backpacker's accommodation for one night. And you were making money during the during the music? Yeah, I would make like, in good days, I would make like a thousand five or a thousand six a day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Where were you basking? In Maboneng. Okay. On the street. Okay. Yeah. If you know Maboneng, outside Pata Pata. Okay. There's a restaurant called Pata Pata there. And it goes with your drums. Yeah. <laughs> and the response was really cool from people. And that's the main thing that kept me going every day. Because their response made me believe that I can do this thing. Yeah. If I can move them, what can stop me from moving a record label on? Mm -hmm. So I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. Then I met my brother. And my brother has been here in Johannesburg for over 12 years. He took me into one of his houses in, 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 in Westin. You know, that's, I'd say that was the start of, mm. of, of everything. Because my second day in his place, I went to bask outside SABC. And then I met a guy who took me to record my first album. Yeah. So, what, so what was the period of time between you being homeless... Mm. And moving into Westin, how long was that period? Was it a week, a month, a year? Six months. Six months. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that can be a hard six months. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. I couldn't so do So the week. fact that you got that inspiration every day from those people is just amazing. It's just, mm. it's just a message to keep going, keep pushing. You yeah. got your thing, you just keep going. Absolutely. The second day, you're busting out of SABC. Yeah. You met the guy. You recorded album. Who is this person? So that time, his name is Natin Sele. Um, that time, he was working as a, a compiler at uh, uh, Metro FM, and he obviously he knew a lot of industry people. Mm -hmm. And before him, I I received a lot of contract, you know, from record label owners. I I I, I didn't know anything about musical business but i just knew that their contracts were not for me how did you meant, know that i don't know because my brother also couldn't tell which contract is good and what what mm. which one is, is is the right one because those contracts are very difficult they need a law person yes. to 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 say this is a screw up yeah and this is the right one and once you sign into a contract so it's, they always say, don't sign that contract. Mm. Don't sign anything until you know exactly what you're signing. Yeah. 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 So, so I just, good for you, well yeah. done. So I just knew that I'm not supposed to sign any contract. And the reason why I, I agreed to work with this guy is because he didn't offer me any contract when he came to me. It was like, 
man, you've got beautiful talent. Let me know how I can help you. And I told him, I just need a record deal, man. I just need to record. I need a studio where I can record my music and release my music. And he said to me, let's go out for lunch tomorrow. Then we went out for lunch in Greenstone. Then we started talking, said to me, he's going to introduce me to someone uh, who's well respected in the industry. And the following day, went to Getaraf Lanster, We discussed everything with Lance. And then the next day, we started recording the album. And the producer was Maggie, DJ Mag, who produced the whole album. Okay. Yeah. And we recorded the album during lockdown. And this album is the album that's out now? No, unfortunately, we couldn't release it because okay. that time the bill was high. You know, obviously, it's locked down and I'm from this, fresh from the street. Obviously, I don't have that kind of money to pay for studio time. Yeah. It was just like 109000 And him and my brother, they negotiated. And then the last offer was 68000 Okay. Yeah. So obviously we also couldn't pay that yeah. sixty eight thousand. So we just decided, you know what? We're gonna do what we do and when we come across that money we're gonna come back and pay for the album. Okay. Yeah. Then I think a year later I met him, I was basking in Renberg Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like Feb. Yeah, Feb. Yeah. End of Feb. End of Feb. That's when we met, I was basking in Renberg Square. You met Kutan then? Where were you now? What's happening now? Now, I was staying in my brother's place. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable, you know, but I always knew that I need to wake up every day and make money so I can have something for myself of my own. So know. are you still busking? <clears throat> yes, I'm still busking. Okay. Yeah, we met busking while he was busking. Okay. Yeah. Do you go to the same place to, places to busk? No, mm-hmm. I go to different places. Okay. Yeah, it's Maboneng, Newtown, Newtown Junction Mall. Um, Bramfontein, Brenberg, and and Pretoria. What's your vision for what's next? Well, I just released a single, and it's doing okay. And we are going to drop an EP very soon. Um, not really sure when. Okay. But it's very soon. I'm hoping it could be next month or this month. Then after the EP. Next year, we're definitely dropping an, 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 a full album, which I made with DJ Maporisa. Okay. Yeah. So the single that is out now, it's called The Malobolo, mm-hmm. and it's available everywhere. What's the song about? Um, The song is uh, is about love. Okay. Yeah. Well, in our culture, there's something called the Lobolo. Yes. Yeah. So you can't pay Lobolo if you don't have money. So if you do not have money to pay for the lobola and you have a girl that you love and you want to marry, you have to go and work so that you can have money to buy cows and go pay lobolas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the song the is about. The about. Yeah. Is it about the general idea or a specific person? It's about a specific person. Okay. You mean, so you mentioned the album coming out next year. Is that a different album to that album? Yes, it is a different okay. album. It's an album that we did like... Last year. Okay, so then putting it out there, let's send it out to the universe. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Send it out to the universe. It's coming out next year. Both albums will drop. Will drop. Yeah. As as soon as money's to. in and the journey's there. But yeah. putting, looking forward to hearing all of those tracks and all of that music. Mm. Tell us your creative process about writing a song. What is a journey for you from having nothing 
to a three to four minute song? Is it a quick process? What inspires you to say, okay, cool, now I'm going to do that? Tell us that journey. My creative process is quite different, hey? Very different. Um, I do not have a paper or a book where I write my music. I don't write music. And when I'm recording a song, I don't spend more than an hour in one song, recording one song. When I'm sleeping, my music is inspired by my musical journey, all of it, everything that is happening in my music, it's inspired by my ancestors. My ancestors and the love for African people. Mainly, I speak about love, hope. Most of my songs, I teach people about life, about our Africanity, mm -hmm. you know. And I share unity to people. When I'm sleeping at night, most of the time, there's this specific old man who comes in my dreams mm -hmm. and he just opens up a, a white cloth with a writing mm. in it, you know. And a human being can never read what is written in that white cloth, mm -hmm. you know. Only me, or maybe to say only spiritual people, you, you only need to be in that zone. Exactly. And you only need to, to be ready to see that you know like spiritually mm -hmm. even if i can write it now you would say this guy is going crazy if i try to to remember and write what i saw in that white lot you would say i'm crazy yeah you know but when i wake up in the morning i know what that thing said okay you know i i i, I kind of know what it meant and i know it was a song and as soon as i'm with my guitarist we're going to start writing, like, sing. I'm going to start singing that song. Okay. I'm going to tell him, I'm looking for something like this. I'm looking for a beat like this. Yes. You know, so I can sing this song. Wow, that's interesting. Do you remember it every time? Or is it sometimes there's a period? You don't interpret the dream and it doesn't come clearly through. Or is it just then that means that one's not supposed to be a song? Most of the time, every song that I okay. see in my dreams... I wake up in the morning, I remember it. And Obviously, correct, because else you wouldn't be singing them. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, you know. it wasn't, if it wasn't, uh, uh, if you wasn't supposed to come out through mm. into a song, then I don't think you would have remembered the drink. No. Exactly. Not at all. So sometimes you would be surprised because <laughs> maybe in a gig, uh, we're going to do a song that he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And he's going to ask, which one is this one? When did you write this one? And I would say, on the way coming here, it doesn't only they 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 don't only come when when I'm sleeping in my dreams. Sometimes I will be sitting like this and I will zone off. You know? Okay. Mm. Yeah. So it most of my song comes like that. So it's inspired. My musical career is inspired by my ancestors. And you enjoy the whole process. Yeah. Is it easy for you? You know, if I were, I were to, 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 to do one thing in the world, I would choose creating and singing a million times. It's a passion. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I feel like there's nothing else I was brought to the world for except music. Now, speaking of music, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot now. A little game I like to play. <laughs> <laughs> the people I ask generally don't like it. <laughs> now, it's not, I'm not saying... Favorite? Yeah. First five songs by other artists that come to mind that are in your favorite box. So your top five songs by other artists. 
What's the song and by which artist? Um, Redemption song by Bob Marley. Okay. It's Tini Zizwe by Busim Songo. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, this is the part people. Are, yeah. It's like, oh. No, I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and there is A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Yes. And there mm. is. There is Neria, yes, thank you for reminding me. There's Neria by Oliver Mtukuti. And one more. There is Yekisanu Moyabantu Bagiti by Busim Klong again. Brilliant. Yeah. Like that list. Now, our podcast is listened to throughout the world. Yeah. As a final message to our listening audience, what would you like to say? I would say slow down. Think everything, every step you are about to take. And in that process, make sure you do not step on anyone's toe. And remember that everyone comes from somewhere. For you to be a better man, a man that doesn't know where they come from, that man is lost. Find your roots, find where you come from, and find, find a purpose and find stability within where you come from. That is going to give you direction in life. It's going to give you wisdom. It's going to give you a purpose. A man without a purpose, that man is dead. Stepping on other people's toes. <laughs> As they're walking forward. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to next year, both albums dropping. Yes. And then listening to all this beautiful music. So this is Slab's Front. Barrett Edelstein signing out with Phila Dorsey. Yes. And Kutsai <laughs> Mururewa. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers.